Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. So here's what the Lord put on my heart, review to remember. Say, well, we don't need it again. You know what they preached to us this past week? The Word. It's the same ingredients today, so therefore, because it's the Word, it's fresh every day. You can't, you can't make it dull, stale, it don't mold, it doesn't go bad. It's the same bread every day. So what the truth that was preached last Sunday morning is to steal the truth today. It's the same bread. Now the bread was interchanged every day in the temple or the tabernacle. They would bring the loaves out. They'd leave them there for a, a number of days and it had to be brought out. They'd bring in new bread. They'd done that. But it's still the bread. That's what we're talking about this morning. Brother Gordon alluded to this, confirmed that I'm in the right place this morning. Second Peter chapter number three. You better turn me down. I'm smoking hot. Second Peter chapter number three, that sounds much better to me. How about you all out there? Take your earplugs out now and turn your hearing aids back up. I'm gonna read one verse here to kick this off. And I'm just gonna, I mean, I am gonna review what we've heard. I might add a little bit in there, you know. Second Peter three and one, are you there? This second epistle or letter, beloved, I now write unto you in both letters, which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. Father, I love you. Thank you for this day, this time, for the chance to be back in the house of God on your platform behind your desk, preaching for the glory of my Christ and King. God the Father, by the power of God the Holy Ghost, for the Son of God. We love you. We thank you for this day. I pray you fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and preach me with accuracy. God, inside the bounds of this writ, help me share truths that's already been told. How many times, Lord, have we told these same truths over and over? And the Spirit of God takes that truth and makes it fresh and brand new. Help us today, Lord. Save somebody here. Oh, God, what, to, what it would be to see someone gloriously saved this morning. Do what you do for your glory. In my king's name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. Peter's writing here this, this second letter. Now, they're about four, I won't argue with about the time frame, four to five years out here, and this place is going to be destroyed. Whom he's writing to, the, the, Titus is going to wipe Jerusalem out. It's, he's going to make it a greasy spot on the map. It's, it's, it's a bad time ahead of him. He said, listen, there's some tough days ahead of you, and you need to remember some things you've seen before. What does that mean? The thing you'd seen before hadn't changed any. The same one that done it last week can do it this week. The one that done it this week can do it next week. And the one that done it 10 years from now, should we carry that long, he can do it again. It's just a matter of us remembering what he's done and letting our minds be pure in that fact. When the mind is unpure, it, it, when it is cluttered with other things, it doesn't remember the necessary things. 
we became concerned. I'm going to share with you just a moment. This is just, just a little. I've learned a thing or two in the past decade or so. So let's, we, we've not quit working. I don't know about you. Camp meeting's over. And listen, the, uh, from the cleaning staff to the sound people to the setting the temperatures to the ch- cleaning up the bathrooms that over flooded to the cooks to, to everybody that just came and put a dollar in the plate to those that didn't come so somebody else could have your seat. I want to salute you this morning and say God bless you First Free Will Baptist Church. There's not many out there like you. I know I'm in a lot of places. People wept here, bitterly wept Friday night leaving. One woman from Arkansas in particular said, she said, Brother Mike, I don't want to leave. I said, it's not always camp meeting around here. She said, I don't want to go. I said, what you do is you come, you fill up, you take this, you take it back to your home church, and you give them some of what you got. Her exact words, words were, they don't want it. And she wept the harder. You know what's going to happen? On those days when this, when this thing comes, which was coming to them in Peter, and days are ahead of you. I don't care who you are out here. When those days come, you know what? If we don't remember what he's done and what he can do, we'll be in that down and out, Joe drum, whole drum again. But let's just keep our mind pure and remember what he's done. Phone rings at 5.30 this morning. It's Jimmy Pleasant. He never calls me out early. He said, I'm sorry to call you, brother. I can't open a church today. I'm down. Jimmy's down. I'm telling on you, Jim. He's watching right now. He's laying on his back. He thinks maybe he's got a kidney stone. He don't know he's hurting. I said, if it gets too bad, call an ambulance. Offer to come and get him. No, I'll be okay. Typical man. When I do that and I tell my wife I'm okay, just let me die. Call Bilber. He's come and get me. I'll be in glory. But if you want to survive, sometimes you can seek a physician. They can help you. There he is. He's in a bad way. He said, by the way, there's a tree blown over in the parking lot. I had had tinnitus. I've got tinnitus. And last night it was so bad. Every time I woke up, it was like a locust on steroids in my ear going, I thought, what a night. Jimmy's news this morning. I'm going to tell you. I'm sitting there at the table. I start reviewing this. I think I don't care if the building blew down today. Bless God. It's a good day. How do you remember? Stir it up. Don't forget what we heard. Hoy Duncan, if anybody ever come in here with the message for a preacher, Hoy, Hoy, I pray God he'd hit home run. I know you're not everybody in here a baseball fan. But something happens in a baseball game when a guy steps up to the plate, they throw the first pitch, and he swats it plumb out of the stadium. It breaks the spirit of the other team. I asked God for that, and I'm telling you, if Hoy Duncan, as weak as he was in body, if he ever got up and knocked one out of the park, my brother lumbering, lumbering on that cane, felt bad in the body, couldn't hardly go, and oh, God used him. And here's this scripture. You, Romans 8.18 said, For I reckon the suffering of this present time isn't worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And when he said these words, he didn't do it to you. He done it for you. I'll never forget that. 
we whine and grump and complain something hurts, we're broke, you're going to die. You're supposed to start feeling bad. It's the process. But you never suffered one thing, praise God. He didn't see that he'll bless you for it. He didn't do it to you. He done it for you. If I'd ever forget anything else, Brother Brant, I'm never going to forget that. And I've preached that. I've read it a thousand times. And he done it here. He done it for me. Because it does all the things he said it would do to you. It draws you closer to him. It draws you closer. Most don't never pray like they do till they get sick. Or you call me to pray. Here's a novel idea. I'm not supposed to be any closer to God than you are. Shocker. I don't mind praying, but I want to know You've been praying too. He didn't do it to me. He done it for me. I got one amen anyway. Hoy Duncan, suffering. Jacob Berry on judgment. Now right here's something. There's two judgments. There's two. You hath he quickened who were dead in trespass and sin. I'm not dead anymore. I'm alive. Therefore, when the great white throne takes place, he saw the dead, great and small, rise. Not the living. The dead are going to be there before the great white throne. But with this, with this, yes, we can confirm and agree that there are the judgment of God for the saved and the lost alike. I'm not judged to see if I am saved. I'm judged at the Bema seat, the, 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 the judgment seat of Christ because I am saved. That's where I'm gonna be. If you're saved, that's your judgment. It is not for salvation or you wouldn't be there. But it is for this. It is for every work through that suffering which you've done and whether it was wood, hay, or stubble and burned up. And folks think, Andrew, well, that's not gonna matter. I made it in. I'm about to make it. For anybody that played any little league ball, and here's what they do nowadays, and I disagree with this wholeheartedly. They give everybody a trophy. Everybody don't get a trophy. You know what that's, t now, everybody gets an A for effort. But you know, in my day, I didn't get many trophies. I wasn't the best ball player on the team. And you know what? When them hot dogs went out there and got that trophy, man, wouldn't you like to have that? And if you say you wouldn't, I just don't really believe you this morning. How much more? when the king of glory with the scars in his hands and in his feet in a glorified state and we fall as brother Randy said before him and we see that king and he, he's giving out rewards 
And here's old Eurostone. He's got them piled up over his head. He couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. He couldn't quote a whole lot of scriptures. I'm telling you, but he could pray heaven down at the drop of a hat. He walked in the spirit, lived in the spirit. He knew the spirit of God. He had a pure mind. It was stirred up all the time by way of remembrance. There he is with all them things. Here's all these people done all this stuff. Lord, Lord, I've done all this. And he ain't got nothing to give back. had opportunity, had education, had abilities, squandered it all on this world, still saved, but when they get there, they got nothing to give him. Oh my God, help me Lord. I may not have much, but I want to give you something back when I get there. Started out in my early years, Dennis, not leading my family like I should have. Trying to make up for that. You guys lead your family. Lead them. Uh, Those rewards, that won't burn. Not going to the great white throne, I'll be there, but I'll not be, I'll not be judged at it. Amen. Everybody aware of that? If, if, if you're lost, you will be. The lost most certainly. The dead, small and great, stand before God. The dead there meaning lost. Certainly the dead before God. At the great white throne. And when you're there, it's too late. You ain't coming back. They ain't a second chance. They ain't another chance to say, oh, God, I'm sorry. When you're called up to that thing, friend, it's over. It's settled. You're done. How sad. How sad this gospel's going out and people aren't saved. I'm trying to hurry. Number three. Mike Blanton was feeling a little. Uh, he said, listen. He said, this stuff is so simplistic. I'm just going to, he he calls it fluff. When Mike Mike has a message, it's not deep theologically. And he can get deep. You don't know it. He's got his doctorate. He don't tell nobody that, but it's Dr. Mike Blanton. He don't want you to know I just laid it out of the bag for those that didn't. But he said, he said, I'm just going to, he said, this is all I got. I got some fluff. And I think that's the night the guy in Uganda was watching. And David, or Mark. I don't know why we'll call him David. Is it Mark David? Huh? I hope it is. It's the night he's watching for sure. And he just said, who is Jesus? And he's the sacrifice for sin. If you don't know nothing else, don't you ever forget that. There's nobody else can do that. It's him and him alone. Christ and Christ alone. When John's standing in the Jordan waist deep, he looks up the river. Here comes Jesus walking down the river bank. He said, behold, the Lamb of God that speaks to the sacrifice, that takes away the sin of the world, that's the Savior. It's all in one verse, John 1, 29. The sacrifice and the Savior. There he is. Who is that? That's Jesus. What'd he do? He died for my sin. He became sin. That, hey, who knew no sin? That I might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's who he is. He's my sacrifice. Oh, glory to God. I claimed him as my own. Now he's my Savior. I said, Mike Blanton, they don't get no better than that. Anytime you preach on Jesus, you've preached the right thing. Who's Jesus to you this morning? Do you even know him? You know who he is? Is it just a name? How sad that story Mike told about that girl out there said, I don't know who that is. Isn't that tragic? 
Joe Arthur come in here and just poured it on to keep going. When it looks impossible, just go look again. When it seems impossible to pray, just pray again. How many times have I prayed for some of the people in this room? They some people come off that list this week. I've prayed for over and over and over. I'm still praying for some. It brought back to my mind Jake Shada. I prayed for Jake since he's the first time we brought him to vacation Bible school. He's about a six, seven-year-old boy, wasn't he, Pat, something like that? Six, seven years old. Prayed for that boy and his family every day till that Sunday morning. I looked up there, him and George laying on the altar, altar together. Took a, took a few years. There he come. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, how many times did the devil say, why are you calling their name? Quit praying for them. Don't go look again. And all of a sudden the Holy Ghost said, hey, ask him one more time. Hey, you don't know when it's going to be the time he's going to say, yes, sir. I'll answer that today. There ain't no cloud over when you see one. When you see that cloud, it's going to look like a hand. Wonder whose hand that is. Just keep on praying. Keep on going. Don't stop. Keep on, Joe. Nobody in this building knows except me and maybe three others. Some of the things that these people come and what burdens they were under and come and ministered to us this week. Now, I'm not at liberty to tell you, but most would have stayed at the house. See what sacrifice does? Sacrifice brings results. You sacrifice, see Joe on the altar the other night? Sacrifice brings results. You sacrifice Mark, huh? Bring your family all the time, bring them. Sacrifice brings results. Todd Masters, I thought, done a masterful job. But God. But God. He left, uh, this is a verse that I've, I've, I've researched a little bit or, or, or it, I come up on. God directed me to is a better way to put it. 1 Corinthians 1.27, but God has chosen, chosen the foolish things. What does it do, Junior? Confound the wise. There's some people here this week thought that this is a little out there for what we're doing around here. Hey, we got a little happy, got excited, run, jumped, carried on a little bit, shouted, prayed, I never wept. I wept till my eyes hurt. I got a little dry on God, Brother Brantz. I said, God, give me my tears back. Give me my tears back. Some of you dried up on the post. I mean, we need, we need broken, weeping time with God. We sow in tears, we reap in joy. I mean, you don't have to have the joy. He won't make you do it. But if you want it, you do a little tear sowing. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't care if a tree fell this morning. I didn't care. Did it hit the building? Did it on the building? I am sorry Jimmy's sick. That bothers me. When he's, not there, when he's not there, I'm not as good. It's like when Junior's not there, I'm not as good. They're my pillar men. My ends. Book ends. We're in the middle. 
I'm sorry he's sick and Sandy's sick and he's just having a trouble. But I can't wait to see the glory that God's going to give him for the suffering that he's been through. But God. You need something this morning? But God. You having trouble this morning? But God. I'm still, I am still old-fashioned enough to believe that you can get bodily healing by the hand of God. I believe that. Now, there's been times he told me, no, there's been times he told me, yes, there's been times he'd done it by the hand of a physician. There's been times he'd done it by oil. Doctor told me to quit preaching. I hadn't been preaching long. Said, you're going to have to quit. Your voice will never have to stand it. You can't stand it. It won't hold up. It's going to, you'll lose your voice. I woke up one morning. It's all I can do, talk like this. Barely just a whisper. Nothing coming out. Go to the doctor. He said, hey, said, you're going to, you need to quit doing what you do. I said, I can't quit. Just getting started. The devil would like for me to quit right then. Quit. That's what he tells you. Don't go. Quit. You don't need to go today. Don't you go to church today. He wasn't seen that doctor. He run that thing down my throat, looked around. That's real fun. If they ever come with you, that you one of them little black scopes, ask them, say, how far down is that thing going? Because they don't tell you, John. They just stick it in there and hit the button. There it goes. He said, here's what you need to do. He said, you need to change denominations. He said, I know, I know what you free will Baptists are. If you change denominations, come over here with us Presbyterians. He said, you can just speak real easy and soft and said, I said, they'd be dead as a wedge. I said, I got news for you, Doc. It don't matter if I go to a Southern Baptist, a Nazarene, Church of God, it doesn't matter. I don't know but one way. And listen, this is the way God, he made me this way. I'm not asking him to make me another way. I am what I am, won't apologize for it. Listen, they call me, I don't call them. You know what you're getting when I get there? I'm loud, I'm obnoxious sometimes. I don't mean to be abrasive, but sometimes I am. It's just preaching, share the word of God. Let me tell you, when, when old Peter stood up that day, it said he cried aloud. Now, listen, he wasn't crawled up speaking soft and intently as much as he could. He was crying aloud. He said, well, be quiet six weeks. I'll give you six weeks. Don't say nothing. I don't know. I don't know what Pat thought about that, but it might have been hallelujah. <laughs> Sit over here for three weeks. I done the best I could. Stomp my feet and clap my hands as loud as I could. I bruised my hands clapping them as loud as I could. Stomp my feet on old hardwood, on that old wood floor. The wood's under the carpet over there. You can make some racket. I'm making a joyful noise. I was sitting there, Mike Garner, my old guitar sitting on the stage. About that fourth week, the Holy Ghost said, you don't even believe what you preach. I said, yes, I do. He said, no, you don't, because you ain't, you ain't done it. I grabbed the oil bottle. I run to the, up to the front, and I grabbed the oil bottle. I said, guys, come here. Come here, pour this on me. Branch is there, Grover is there. There's a bunch of them. They poured that oil on me. I grabbed my guitar. I sang as loud as I could sing. 
and I can get pretty loud. And I've done it from then, I've done it on, and I've got bad a time or two, but it's never gone away. I don't have to preach on key, praise God. Hey, you just got to be able to hear me over and over. He's never failed me. I, I trust him. I said, I believe it, God, that you called me to preach. Surely this thing's not going away. Hallelujah! It's still there. But God. Say, I don't believe he'll do that for me. That's why he won't do it for you. Jim McComas, if I ever, that's his number one fan right there. You get a t-shirt, the guy's picture on it, you a fan. Jim McComas. We're not the problem. That brings me to this text real quick. In verse, in, in verse number uh, three, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last day scoffers walking after their own lust. Now that's where we're at now. And saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. All th- it, everything's going along just like it was. Don't tell me about the coming of the Lord. Well, I'm telling you, we, we've been trying to tell people he's coming. But it's like the illustration Hoy used back here some years back in another message when the bridge over Tampa Bay, I can't remember the name of the bridge, but it, uh, a barge broke loose, hit it, the bridge collapsed into Tampa Bay, and this guy sees it. He gets stopped before he runs off in the bay, and he's running up the center of the road waving at cars saying, stop, stop, and they're blowing the horn and running by him, <laughs> 250 feet into the water. Don't you know they're saying, wish I'd have stopped. Too late, Brother Carl. They say, well, you're crazy. Why are you running around saying stop, stop? Because we're not the problem. The problem is the bridge is out. And you're either going up or you're going down. There ain't no in between. You're going up or you're going down. The bridge is out. You need somebody to get you off the bridge. We're not the problem. They say, well, it's everything going along just fine. We're not. It's you. You're the problem. No, we're not the problem. Just because I don't agree with killing babies and men marrying men and women marrying women, they say I'm the problem. No, you're the problem. Probably just got kicked off Facebook right there. Don't really care. About everybody going to YouTube anyway. That's the problem. I said, Jim. He said, I know I've got the message. He said, but this isn't, this isn't like camp meeting message. I said, oh yeah, it was, brother. You don't know the audience you reached right there. Crazy people, crazy. I'm just going to tell you, you don't know whether you're a boy or a girl, you got problems. That ain't hard to figure out. Lastly, I thought Chris Rumfeld just knocked it out of the park. You have gas. You know, I love that boy. I mean, 
And he's at home here, I guess you could tell. But you know why Chris could preach that? He's been out of gas. You know why I could sit there and weep while he preached that message? I've been out of gas. And if you're honest, you won't lie to yourself. God already knows. You can't lie to him. He knows. And if you're honest this morning, every single Christian in this room at one time or another, and some more than others, have been out of gas. If you've lost your desire to be in the house of God, if an hour on Sunday morning is all it takes to appease you, you're running low on fuel. If you don't have your personal study time in your Bible and you talk to your heavenly father at least once a day, ought to be more than that. Paul said pray without ceasing. Daniel taught us how in the morning, the noon, the evening, pray all day long. Listen, if we can go a day without prayer and we don't ever think about him, we out of gas. If there's no desire for you to witness or lead anybody to Christ, or share the good news of the Lord. Listen, friend, you need to stop at the filling station. I got good news for you this morning. You're at the filling station today. And all you got to ask him, I'll tell you, he filled me up. He filled me up. I fired up about coming here and working yesterday. Thank you to all those put it back together. I fired up about coming preaching this morning. And listen, here's what's about to happen. As soon as church's over, I'm going home, pack my car. And I'm, not, I'm going to Florida, but it ain't a vacation. I'm going to drive uh, uh, to Valdosta, Georgia, spend the night, get up in the morning, float on into Bartow, Florida, wherever that's at, and start a revival on Monday night. And, uh, and, and I ain't a kid no more, uh, but I'm going to do it, and I'm fired up about going. Never been there. Don't know. I know a few of the people. They, I don't know what I'm about to get into. That, uh, the guy said, you're the man. I've prayed and prayed. And you're the only name I can get. I gave him the worst week of the month in, in the, in the, or the year in the state of Florida and he took it. I'm kind of excited about going, Randy. You know why? Because he's filled my tank up. Listen, you can't get where God wants you to be unless you got a full tank. Send your girls say fill your tank up on it, Mark. Krista, send that baby saved. Won't that fill your tank up? Hey, listen, you think talking? I told Roger Buck about leading Mark Stein, the Lord, over the telephone today. He's shouting on the other end. Glory, glory. Hey, you, it not only fill my tank up, it fills somebody else's tank up. You know what you being here this morning helped me do? Keep my tank full. I know. Been there. Think I'm good enough right where I'm at. I don't need to be full. Yes, you do. It makes all the difference in our Christian walk, our talk, our attitude. Listen, our relationship with our spouses, our family, our friends, our sons and daughters, our co-workers at the church house. When we get full, it makes all the difference. And it's the natural, listen, it's the natural order just like this. I want you to get this. If you use it, it begins to be diminished. 
The only thing that doesn't go away is the blood and the sacrifice of Christ. The spirit doesn't go away, but unless we keep him, listen, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the spirit, A plus. Be ye filled with the spirit. That means it's a continual effort. Brother Richard, it's a continual effort for me to empty out Mike and to put him in. And he's sitting there at the door. And the more of you that you take out, every time you take an inch out, he'll put another inch in. Pretty soon it's a flowing over. It's all, it's all over you. Listen, he's always in us, but hey, when, he get, when you get full, he gets on you. That's one thing to be in you, but it's another thing to be on you. I seen it on you this morning, Marsha. It was on you. It's been on us this morning. It's been in the singing, the Sunday school. Praise God, it's in the prayer room. It's on us this morning. That's why we need to be full. As she plays soft, I want to ask you a question. If you're here and you're unsaved, you're in a bad place. You're in a bad place. You need to come. He's here. He's waiting. He bids. He's standing at your door knocking right now. If you'll open up, he'll come in. You ought to come right now and say, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Got Gordon, Randy, uh, uh, Brother Dennis, Jason, Junior, the whole front right here, Brother Brent, everybody in the front, your mom, if it's a, if it's a girl, we got these other ladies, Sister Kathy's, she's, she's, she's premium at it. Show you how to get a hold of Jesus. If you're here this morning, you're out of gas. You ought to say, God, you fill me up. Say, well, we've heard all this before. Have you heard it? Did you just hear it? Or did you hear it? Pat knows when she's talking to me, if I'm not looking, there's a good chance I ain't hearing nothing she says. But if she can get me to look at her, when I'm looking at her, Dennis, she's got my undivided attention. Now I'm getting every word. And it's not just bouncing off, it's going somewhere. Is he speaking to you this morning? Are you full? Do you want to be? Satisfied with the status quo. We have a reputation in America. This little church does. You wouldn't believe it. They say, man, one of the best churches I've ever been to. I said, praise God, that's right. Don't have a thing to do with me. I sat there in a ring of search preachers and said, don't have a thing to do with me. It's all God. God just, God just chose to do it. You know what it takes? People won't be full. You won't be full? You won't be full? He'll do it. He'll do exceedingly abundantly above what you ask or think. We're going to stand and bow our heads for just a moment. You ever earnestly, honestly called on the name of the Lord and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, and save my soul. Have you ever done that in your entire life? Would you do it this morning? Would you say, God, I want to know that heaven's going to be my eternal home when I leave this world.
Is there one? While we won't, just a moment. Is there one this morning? And say, I'm out of gas, preacher. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not even going to ask you to come to an altar. Unless you want to, you're more than welcome. But by a raised hand, would you say, hey, Brother Mike, run a little low. Help me pray about it. Now, I want to know you're praying too. Is they wanted to be honest and say I'm a little low. God bless you. Thank you. I'll be praying. There's another one and another one there. Is there another one that say, hey, Mike? Right there's one. Son's coming to pray. Son's coming to pray. Y'all just come say, Lord, fill this old tank up right here. Fill me up, encourage me, help me on the journey. Oh, I must tell Jesus. Others need to come. Some praying. Isn't that good? Just help us, Lord. Help us. Remember, we're flesh. We're troubled. We're weak. We've got burdens, sorrows. Camp meeting has been wonderful, but I need camp meeting in my soul, Lord. I need help. Joy for the journey. I need your strength in your hand. Help me, God. Help me. I can't ever remember calling for help and him telling me, forget it, bud. I'm not helping you. I appreciate his help. I appreciate your time and attention this morning. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.